This is the Flaherty Solutions Podcast. This is Aaron Flaherty, and I'm your host for today. And with me is Kevin Flaherty, financial advisor. Today, we'll be discussing how to build wealth. Before we get started, I want to thank you all for your listens, your watches, and the feedback that we're getting. We are loving doing this podcast, bringing you value, hopefully, and just hearing what you have to say about it. So please. Uh, hit subscribe on iOS or Spotify or continue to watch us and please leave us a review. That would really help us out. Awesome. I love that. That was a great intro. You're officially our new intro person. Yay. How's your day going? <laughs> My day's going awesome. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Had a good meeting already. Picked up another referral. Go to meetings, people. Just go to breakfast. Good things happen. Get out of your comfort zone. I know sitting in the office or doing Excel spreadsheets for your business is easy and you don't have to get out there but just having activity it breeds other activity and i have a promising referral so i'm pretty excited and networking is actually where i met you yes (laughs) this is very very true we met networking and we had no right being in that location nope it was fate so but to your point go to meetings it's where things happen it's where you meet people make connections who are going to get you your next client maybe you don't meet your next client at that meeting but you meet your referral source yep to your next client how's your morning i don't want to be rude so one-sided here oh stop oh stop (laughs) i think it's been about me the last couple episodes but um well i had a great meeting i just met with my team uh actually the the executive team i met with with two of them there are seven of us total and we talked about how to make our service more excellent to our client and really love serving our client because i think you can get caught up in i'm just trying to do my job and can this customer get off the phone i mean we all do it right and we all have it happens and there are problem clients i mean not everybody needs the level of attention that they think they need. There are some problem clients that probably should go somewhere else. But for the most part, how can we love serving our client and love that and and serve them excellently? Is that a word? It's not, but we're going with it. It might be. It might be. I don't know. So it's it's funny you're doing that because this year we made a conscious effort of we didn't want to be we want to be our clients' best friends. That is part of the joy of being an advisor. But we didn't want to be referred anymore as, oh, we really, really like them we want it to be referred as they are really, really good. So right. to your point, uh, did we talk about that earlier in the year and we're just both implementing that new process? Might have. We might have talked about it. Yeah, so we talked about that and just how to, so two things, how to make our customers' experience more excellent and how to make our service better. Um, so we talked about that and it was it was kind of emotional where we've been and where we're going. That's uh, awesome. We were all just, we're, we're doing good things and, and just trying to do even better things next whoop, year. Whoop. So it was a good morning and I'm happy. I love this part of my day and this part of my week that I get to do this with you. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about something that most people are interested in, which is having more money, but really having more money and, and growing wealth are two different things. Do yep. you want to, I'm putting you on the spot because you weren't prepared for this question, but what's the difference between having money and having wealth? I, you know, I meet with people that have $10,000 to $25 million and it's all perspective. When you have a million dollars, let's just say that you think a million dollars is being wealthy. It depends on your lifestyle. If you have uh, a very laid back, don't spend a lot of money, then maybe at a million dollars, that's a lot. You're wealthy. You're wealthy. But I would say you're not really wealthy to like four and a half, five million Mm dollars because that kind of affords you you can get yourself out of trouble pretty easy. 
Okay. So a couple questions. I love this because I know a lot about you, but I rarely get to ask you these basic questions again. Okay. So I get to hear it all from a fresh perspective. Tell us how you got started in finance. Okay. I was 14 years old and I walked into a fidelity office with my father and I just saw the charts and how to grow money and I was addicted. I was instantly like, why would I give my money to a bank? Sorry, bankers. Um, why would I give it to them when they're only going to return a chart that was flat, barely increasing, where you could invest in companies that you went to every single day? Like McDonald's was a big treat for us growing up. I could own a piece of that. To me, that just resonated. And from 14 years old, I opened up a investment account at 14 with my father. And I took my lawn mowing savings because that's what I did growing up to pay for private school was we mowed lawns. And at the end of the summer, I would take anywhere from two to 4,000 and invest that into stocks. Cool. So that's where I got my passion and my love for And you it. still look up stocks when you're scrolling the internet. You yep, still... two o'clock in the morning when I wake up and can't fall asleep, I'm reading stock reports. Most people will find that very boring, mm -hmm. uh, but I am a geek for that. Are you still getting up at two in the morning because you we both quit caffeine earlier this year. Thank Are you still God. getting up? Only when I'm sick or okay. really Truly. have something on my mind. Gotcha. Okay. So what area of finance is your passion? Because every financial advisor is different. So what's your near niche where you really shine? Where I shine is definitely in the investment piece, uh, growing money. That's where, like I just said, I'll be up at two o'clock in the morning. I have a rule with all my clients. If you're thinking about your account in the middle of the night, you need to call me the next day. If I'm thinking about your account in the middle of the night, I'm calling you the next day. So investment and money management, that is my passion. Mm -hmm. uh, but to your point, there's a lot of advisors out there. Some focus on insurance-based mm -hmm. financial planning, which is fine. Everybody's got their own cup of tea. Uh, and then there's fee-based financial planners. I won't go too much down that rabbit hole because I don't really agree with that method. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe if you buy me a beer, I'll fill you in on that one a little more. <laughs> okay. So for a family or person just starting out, they're okay. just starting to get their bearings. Let's say one income, two incomes. They're just starting out. Yep. What is your best advice for building wealth? Building wealth starts with understanding your liabilities. And when I mean your liabilities, what is your budget? Have you sat down with your significant other and literally mapped out everything? Sorry, folks. This is the boring part of the podcast or the live stream. Uh, the budget is your foundation. If you really want to be wealthy and you don't understand a simple budget, where your money's going. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry. It's just never going to happen for you. And spouses, wives in particular, dragging your husband to the kitchen table on a Sunday night to go over a budget <laughs> might be the hardest thing. Not, not sexy. It's not sexy <laughs> and might be the hardest challenge. It is hands down. Sorry, guys. It is us. We're the ones dragging. I'm the finance guy. I love this stuff, <laughs> but it was Aaron nagging me. It wasn't nagging, persistent, being <laughs> no. persistent for three months before I finally got to the kitchen table. And I was the guy that wanted, Aaron isn't huge on money. It's not really your cup of tea. You're like, whatever. Yeah. If we have enough. Yeah, I guess it, you're right. You, you've always been kind of, if we have enough, like we don't need to be, we don't need 25 million because our kids are just going to get that. 
Yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> but I'm on the other hand is like my goal is like at least 25 million uh, <laughs> later in life, not like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was me that wanted to be wealthy, and you were the one saying a budget is so important. And it was. When was this? This was in, when we were in that tiny apartment. Okay, because I'm thinking, I don't remember this at this all. This is going back to 2010. <laughs> oh my uh, God. We were barely married. We might not even have been married. <laughs> barely married. Is that like a little pregnant? Barely no. married. <laughs> <laughs> a little pregnant. I love that. But we, we were in a 900 square foot apartment. Two bedroom apartment with Hannah. Yeah. yeah. And she was a toddler at the time. Mm-hmm. We did not have a lot of no. money rolling in. We no. did finally did a budget and do you remember what happened? Well, we had we we were negative. We were we, negative. We we were and I'm wondering if we were baking bread, baking our own bread and line drying our clothes in the bathtub before that conversation after. or after. It was after. <laughs> I walked in one day and there were clothes lines hanging through <laughs> our house because Aaron didn't want to spend the dollar 50. No, it was it felt like it felt like fourteen dollars at the yeah, time. I know yeah. it might have been a dollar fifty, and it felt like fourteen every yeah. time we had to do a load of laundry. It was yeah. expensive. Yeah, it was a dollar fifty, but it literally that was back in the days where we were just getting our start. Uh, Two thousand eight had just hit everybody, uh, but we did it. I mean, you were baking bread not all the time, but we no, went but- through periods <laughs> where we were ridiculously frugal, and then mm-hmm. the. That, that's where it starts. You have to come to terms with, I need to be ridiculously frugal. I need to stop wanting things today because I want bigger things tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So for a family starting off, trying to figure out how to do this, that's where you want to start is by being ridiculously frugal. I, for one, when we would go out to dinner and I didn't have much money, I'm the type that I would throw down my credit card because I didn't want the awkward, like who's paying for what? And that's a huge mistake, especially when you don't have money. But Aaron was always very good at, hey, we're all adults. We all eat food. Break out your credit card. Like, break out your debit card. We're going Dutch on this. And it's hard for younger people in their 20s, for me, my ego. But those are the type of things you have to do. And I'll give a tidbit that is usually really low-hanging fruit is to analyze your cable bill. A lot of people have cut the cord in the last few years, and plenty of people still have not, and they're still paying for premium cable TV internet packages where they're they're only watching two channels. And now with streaming services, it's so easy to piece out what you actually watch and what you actually need versus what you don't. Those cable companies are probably getting at least 100 to $200 of your money every month if you're not maximizing the service. Yeah. And that's the point of going to the kitchen table and knocking out a budget. That's where you need to get your start. All right, next question. I'm done with so, that So sort of a part B to the question. Okay. Let's just say we're not talking about a family starting out, but we're talking about a family. Maybe they've been plugging along and it's a tough season and they're yeah. barely making yeah. ends meet. So obviously back to the kitchen table. Yep. Is there more to that? <sighs> You know, from a finance perspective, it's really hard. It is really hard when you are literally cutting everything out. You're not even paying for Netflix because that's how tight it is. Uh, Right there, it's a, you have to pick up a part-time job. You, and even better than a part-time job is you need to further your education or not education, but your skills Mm -hmm. so that you make more money. Uh, I don't know, making less than, you know, minimum wage. I don't know, that's very tough to 
build wealth or even live comfortably now in today's society. At least it is in Maryland. This place is crazy expensive, uh, but you have to further your skills. It's just going to be a grind. Keep your credit card bills down while you're going through that grind. Try not to build up debt, but figure out a way to better your job position. And that's just as tough as budgeting, Mm -hmm. is getting those skills in place. But you're never going to have what you need unless you push yourself to do that. Another another thrown you for a loop question. Is there mm-hmm. are there commonalities that you're what commonalities are you seeing uh, in your wealthy clients in your in your wealthiest clients? What are yes. you what are you seeing that's across the board? This is how they what they all did. What 90% of them did was they understood. I, I hate to say it because it's so boring. Like I love the high flying. Right. Let's talk investments. But they understood their budget and they understood that they had bigger goals than I want to buy. Wow, I just made $40,000 on a bonus. I want to buy a nice car. They were like, no, I want to put that away so I don't have to work one day. I can be comfortable. They all were very good at delaying instant gratification. Uh, Mm, So I think that's a common trait for uh, clients that truly have achieved wealth and have a, you know, people would consider them rich and wealthy is they delayed that. And disciplined. They're very disciplined. Hmm. They understand the big picture. And it's harder and harder. Like if you're getting started, it is harder today because we are on our phones and we have distractions all the time. And I want, 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 want. Mm -hmm. And you really have to train your brain that. And we're going to go over that exercise probably in the next couple minutes of how to really grow wealth and get crazy. So let's just say it's a good season. There's a family that's been, they're established, they're doing well, they've got the budget nailed and they have a surplus. They've got, um, they've got six months of, of bills in the bank just sitting there and they are continuing to build momentum and have more cash flow. What then? What then? And this is everything you do. And I think we kind of talk when we're talking any business goals or anything. Always take our advice. You don't have to eat the whole elephant. You can just take one step at a time. So I'm going to tell you the whole elephant version and then you can piece it back. But if you really want to get, uh, I call this pajama money rich, where you can go to Walmart in your pajamas because you're so rich, you're Oprah rich, you're Oprah rich, (laughs) pajama rich, rich, that you no longer care. Remember that we went to a benefit Yes. and we were sitting at a table (laughs) and we are all like black tie. And then this one dude rolls in, in a trench coat, basically like a wool. It was like a pajama suit. It It was was almost like (laughs) it was trying to pass for a suit, but it was, it was very sad. Yeah. Right. And so this guy, Aaron and I was being the dick and i was like <laughs> who who is this guy like who does he think he is and then next thing we know he sits down at our table and we're introduced to him and we're like oh you're that guy you can wear whatever you want say his name? <laughs> no oh no <laughs> wondering no no no, no, no i was no. like is he gonna do it no 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 <laughs> let's just say everybody would know who this guy yeah. is yeah like, and then you're like heard of this guy's company and then you're like okay yeah you can yeah, yeah. wear <laughs> no you want to wear flip-flops you go for it dude so anyway how i think you can create like pajama money is aaron and i heard a story our friend was getting married and when he was getting married the father-in-law said to him when you get married, I want you to save one income. 
and our friend goes, sure, I'll shave, we'll save the lower income and we'll live off the greater. We're going to live, we're going to live fat. We're going to enjoy life. And the father-in-law goes, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to live off the lesser income and save the greater income. That's how we do it in India. And that's how you're going to do it. And so we had a great weekend uh, up in Jersey hearing this story and didn't think much of it. And then nine months later, Aaron and I are driving somewhere and she goes, we're doing it. And I'm like, we're doing what? Just driving down the road. What are, what are we doing? We're living off the lesser income. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And that was, I didn't even know she was doing this, but baking bread, hanging clothesline, it all came full circle. She was going through our bills every chance she could to see what she could cut out. And as that was happening, my income was increasing. So every two weeks, Aaron's bills, Aaron's income was paying all our bills, which was amazing. And then my income was increasing. So it started off that, you know, I was just getting my start in finance. Hey, next week I'm getting paid 2,500. Well, are we gonna stick that in the bank? No, we've already got our six months of savings. Let's buy a stock. So Aaron and I on over a glass of wine would talk about, let's buy McDonald's, let's buy Target, let's buy companies we know we use. And it became a very different conversation because mm -hmm. three years earlier, we were talking at the kitchen table about how are we going to make it this month because mm -hmm. we're negative. Like right. we don't have that much money. Are we using a credit card and being all stressed out to now we're sipping on wine, having a nice Italian dinner and we're talking about where are we going to invest bunny <laughs> do you like that that's always yeah, my country like... club name <laughs> so it became a very different conversation and what happened is it became a game so two weeks ago I we were able to invest uh, after our retirement plans because we were putting away in there this was cash that was going into our bank account all right we were able to invest 2500 I'm going to kick butt at work this week because I want to invest 3000 in two weeks. And it became this game where we weren't going out. We weren't going to target every weekend and spending tons of money. We were still being, we were still disciplined in our behaviors. So next thing you know, fast forward, it was getting to the point where I'm so motivated at work because I want to own individual stocks. I want to own investments. I want my money to grow that Next thing I know, I'm making 5,000 every couple of weeks. We're putting it away, we're mm -hmm. putting it away to a point where we did that for what, three and a half years where we hit it hard. And I wanted a boat, we could have paid cash, but no, like we couldn't buy a boat until the investments generated enough interest monthly that it could afford the payment for the boat. Not that we used it, but that was the principle behind right. it. We had to generate enough this interest. This boat's not going to be catastrophic for us. Exactly. If somebody gets laid off or something. Exactly. You know. So that really pushed me. It took my level of what I did at work to the next level. Now, I'm a commission-based uh, person. I only get paid by what I do on a week-to-week -week basis. Mm -hmm. So it can be more difficult if you're in a more traditional nine-to-five. Mm-hmm. But there's still ways to better yourself in those nine to five jobs that you're going to get a pay increase. So there's when you have these monetary goals, the, I call it the game to put more away. 
everybody thinks like, oh, I want to put 50,000 away. No, I wanted to increase the amount of I was putting away on a paycheck per, by paycheck basis. So if I'm putting 100 away, I wanted to get that to 110. So I can either cut money down or expenses, mm-hmm. or I could somehow at work make more money. And, and you know, I still play that, what are we cutting? Yes. I mean, we have... In my family, I don't watch TV personally. I watched I watched Mad Men earlier this year when I was sort of in a funk. I mean, if I'm watching TV, it's probably because something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't watch TV, but the rest of my family does. But I ask them every single month, well, we still have Netflix. Now, Netflix is not that expensive to have a subscription. <laughs> I mean, but every single month, I'm like, are we still watching Netflix this month or, or are we going to cut it out? Because it all adds up. So yeah. even though... We, we did get the boat and we ultimately, we ended up selling our boat just because we weren't using it. But yeah. I still play the cut expenses yeah. game because it's exciting. What are we going to do with that money to yeah, grow it? It's easier to cut an expense than it is, especially if you have a regular nine to five job, than it is to make that money. Now, that's, I won't tell that story, but it's, <laughs> it's we actually, time. we made, we bought Netflix like three or four years ago and it was around... Uh, $60 to $80 when we bought it and we sold Netflix at $260. So we've made enough money in Netflix to pay for currently all the listeners that are listening to this (laughs) podcast, Netflix subscription for the next hundred years. Like everybody listening. So that's where you want to be investing. And the reason it's so important to do this is Aaron just said it. She took a break. She took like two months off yeah, where yeah. she was not ingrained into her business. Like she typically is. Uh, I, this year have taken a lot of time off from growing the business. I used to love to grow the business this year. has just been about, I'm taking care of my clients. I'm not going to beat myself up over growth because I'm kind of on a mini retirement. That's why you do this. That's why you make it hard or go through the hard steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I go to what pains me now and what drives me is when I see people in a checkout line and they have young kids and you can see that worry on their face. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to have enough? Mm-hmm. And we were in that, we were in the trenches mm-hmm. and you can't do the same thing every year. Like my tax return is going to make us wealthy. That's not the answer. It is doing the little things every chance. Because now when you go to buy a house, are you going to stress out? Like we got to get our mortgage done. Or do you want to say to the realtor, like we can buy this house in cash and you can show them a bank statement saying they're good for it. Let's lock this deal in. Mm -hmm. That's the type of freedom you want to do the hard things now for. So you can have that unlimited freedom down the road Mm -hmm. where you're no longer stressing about money. I think that's my driving force for us doing the activities. It is hard in the moment to cut certain things or, but it's freedom. I don't want anyone to have to tell me that I have to show up to their place of work. Yes. Uh, It's something that I'm, I'm miserable, you know, just so we can feed our family. Yes. I, I decline meetings and stuff like that because you've created that freedom for yourself. That's my big love it. force. Love you it. see how like I get and intense I, about yes. this stuff. Yes. Oh, I love it. And I live it, <laughs> which is lucky for me. So I think that's great. And is there anything else you wanted to dive into today? Or are we 
we good for the week until next week i think what if you're still listening thank you so much for still listening into that rant of finance and hopefully you found it interesting but we want feedback we want to know what topics you really are interested in mm-hmm. because we love the goal setting topics we love business growth but maybe you want to hear more about finance uh, i've been talking finance since i was 14 years old so i feel like i'm a broken record when i say a lot of this but people give me feedback that they want to hear more let us know uh what you want to hear because that's what like no joke i get so pumped up when we get the comments like this was awesome it wants me to do more it shows that you guys are an awesome audience and we just want to help you get to whatever goals you have so let us know what you want us to talk about and we will be there thanks for listening or watching we will see you next week bye